0: Hello, you are listening to the Stuttering is Cool podcast. I am Daniele Rossi. You can call me Danny. Recording this on a dark <laughs> Toronto, Canada evening on, uh, what day is it? Saturday, November the 29th? The 28th, actually. <laughs> Infamous pandemic brain. Anyway, uh, this is going to be a very quick... Intro because it's going to be a very long episode. So this is the audio of my Q and A interview that I had with Nina G, a comedian who stutters. Uh, she's been on this podcast before, uh, and this was part of her keynote. Actually, it was her keynote <laughs> um, at the Canadian Stuttering Association. Uh, virtual conference which took place at the beginning of this month so I'm really excited to present you the audio and uh, and that took place sub- uh sorry September Saturday November was it the second no the seventh or the sixth something like that pandemic brain and it was and it was just moments before or maybe about an hour before we had started the keynotes that were got out that Joe Biden had, had become Uh, President of the United States so everything like everybody was all very excited about this idea wow you can stutter and become leader of a country so uh, without further ado here is the episode
1: Uh, Daniele Rossi who will be interviewing Nina G is an expert in online interviewing Uh, being the founder and host of the stuttering is cool podcast and the co-founder of Stutter Social, offering hosted group video chats. He is also author of Stuttering is Cool, a guide to stuttering in a fast-talking world. That's available on Etsy, Apple, and Google Play bookstores. I thought I'd just put a plug in there for you, Daniele. (laughs) The comics uh, created in the book uh, by Daniele showcase the now well-known Frankie Banky, a cartoon fox who stutters. Daniele led his uh, Let's Draw Comics workshop at the conference this morning, so some of you may already have met him. Most of all, for the CSA, Daniele is a former CSA board member, now an advisory board member. And as a friend of the stuttering community, he continues his passion to support and assist people who stutter and to bring awareness to our community, not only at home, but internationally as well. So welcome, Daniele. <laughs> I feel
0: so awesome. Thank you.
1: Nina <laughs> G uh nina g as many of you know is a well-known stuttering comedian and part of uh, comedians with disabilities act Uh, she is a strong advocate for people with disabilities she is also an author her book titles are once upon an accommodation a book about learning disabilities for children and stutter interrupted the Comedian Who Almost Didn't Happen. And Danielle is showing a a, a title there. And if anybody purchases that book during the conference and sends us a copy of the receipt, um, we will send you a signed book plate, signed by Nina to put in the book. So that's pretty exciting. <laughs> um, and the book is, I know it's available on Amazon for sure because that's where I purchased my copy. <laughs> But you can, I think you can get it other places as well. Uh, Nina G has also been a professional speaker offering keynotes and speeches to companies, libraries, educational institutions and associations like the CSA. Um, Also has a TED Talk uh, called The Everyday Ally. Check out her website at www.ninagcomedian.com. And Nina G is much, much more. I could talk about her all day. Most of all, for us, she is a close friend of and a strong and passionate advocate for the stuttering community. She gets her voice heard big time. (laughs) So without further ado, I pass this over to Daniele and Nina G. Take it away
0: welcome just one little thing just one little thing this is being recorded and will be posted as an episode of my stuttering school podcast just so you know for anyone who uh, may be voicing their questions just so you know so welcome so so first thank you very much to nina g for asking me to interview her on this very special important day for (laughs) stuttering and for the csa as well news breaking here first (laughs) i called it so would you like to share it's a very big day for you i'm sure
2: um yeah well i well okay i assume everybody knows by this point and we already talked about it so it's already been announced but we have our first stuttering recovery, and we'll get into this is he so stuttering is he recovered stuttering what exact but that's that is besides the point we now have joe but Biden as our president, which I'm sure Canada. I don't know how you feel. I kind of feel that we're your drunk friend at a bar, and you have to take care of us. Like you don't know what we're gonna do. Um, so I cannot imagine a better, like a better place to spend this announcement than a group of Canadians stutters. So this is great. Excuse me for a second. <laughs> Um, I love how you're drinking
0: from a champagne bottle.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't want to state any political agendas or you know any anything like that. But excuse me again.
0: The political views expressed on during this chat do not necessarily reflect those of the CSA.
2: (laughs) Exactly, and also this is probably the first uh, keynote that I've done a little bit drunk. So, um, so we'll see how how all this goes. Um, but the only time that I really do drink is at a stuttering conference. So um it's
0: always a party. This is
2: perfect. This is perfect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where to start to be honest. I had prepared all these questions and then during my cartooning workshop a few hours ago, boom, he's president like uh oh, <laughs> now we're gonna talk about it. So let's just address what's on our minds, right? I mean, I can pretty much gauge conversations over the last couple of years. So I mean years, uh, weeks, months. Well, uh actually, no, you know what? Let's let's first introduce who you are. So, first we like we will address the Biden thing, but yeah, let's uh, I, I know we're all eager to celebrate. So First what's it like to stutter in quarantine?
2: Mm. So I think, you know, I (laughs) stuttering in quarantine is a whole new thing because I mean, first Mm. of all, there's masks and I think some of us are having a difficult time because people can't see our faces that we're, it's, it's like we're on a cell phone call that like, our blocks are not being seen, so That's right. Um, so that adds another thing for me personally. Um, I do this when I stutter, like a like that, like uh, like the, like, and so yeah. I get masks poking in my eye constantly. Um, oh wow! <laughs> so that's an issue i never thought i'd have um i do have very very toned cheekbones though or like not not on the outside but on the inside i have like like jaws of jaws of steel um i wish i had this kind of tone in my butt like it's it's really good um so there's that also for me i mean i think there's two other things which is like the quarantine quarantine part um which is I spend a lot of time now on Zoom, and also on Zoom. What's fascinating is everybody stutters. So there's that, <laughs> like, because of everybody's eh, not so good internet. Um, it's it's like everyone does, and I always tell people. In shows, like, oh, it's so nice that I'm not one percent of the population anymore. <laughs> um, so I sometimes guys, like,
0: say, I sometimes say, welcome, welcome to my to my world.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly, and, and I think we do need. You know, it's like we've tried to develop these kinds of coping things yeah. in the real world. Now we have to do it in the virtual world. So there's that. Um, i also spend a lot of time it's my day job is as a counselor at a community college and so i'm calling people that i've never talked to before people that i've never met with in person and so i have to disclose and the way that i disclose is i say that i am on an internet line and and so that means that there is a delay but i also stutter so there's another delay there too so if you didn't understand something please ask and everybody's always totally cool cool with that but for me i found that i'm doing more secondaries now because i tend to do more secondaries when i talk on the phone so um, you know, I'm marching around my house trying to get out my name and hopping and all of that good stuff. That isn't that's not great communication skills, and hopefully something that I can um, work on as all of this goes on. But also, the other thing is is that we don't get to be in person, and there's something very special about. S- s- Stuttering with other people who stutter in per person. So luckily we have this, but I also look forward to being to being able to hug and stutter and do all that stuff. Yeah. In
0: person. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting you mentioned the uh, exaggerated secondaries. I find I do that with the mask because I'm very um, conscious of the fact that people can't tell when I'm wearing a mask, if I'm stuttering. So I purposely shut my eyes and I move my head to, to make them realize something's going on, don't start talking. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> yes,
2: yes.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, well, let's get to question number two. What impact do you think your disabilities had on your self-esteem growing up? Uh, you have, I don't mean the way this sounds, you have a few disabilities. <laughs> so uh yeah so if you like to talk i i uh, there was no yeah um i was drinking wine before i started this so <laughs> yeah so yeah. would you like to yeah
2: <laughs> uh, no, no you're good you're good no i have um and and i've been on d- danny's podcast before talking about this that in addition to the stuttering i have dyslexia and central auditory processing disorder uh so um all of those things kind of collided and also i went what i always say is you should never pity me for having dyslexia or for stuttering but you can pity me for going to catholic school in the 1980s because that was hard oh my god that was what so times
0: hard. times have changed eh
2: times have yeah, changed continue
0: yeah and there's a I've lot been. of
2: And there's a lot of great Catholic schools now, that was not the case when I was a kid. And so when I was diagnosed in third grade with dyslexia, that's the same age that I started to stutter. The teachers would say that I don't belong at the school, that I'm not smart enough, that the accommodations for my dyslexia would be unfair to the other kids. And luckily my parents, I'm fourth generation disabled on my dad's side um, because my dad's hard of hearing. His dad was hard of hearing. His mom was hard of hearing. So, um, so stuttering and dyslexia and whatever else would come our way was not a. It it was not a weird thing. It was kind of normal. Um, And also, I think it was removed enough away from my dad that he didn't think that it was his fault. Um so I think that was also an important thing. And um and so my parents always advocated and they always thought that I did belong in the school that I was in and I eventually went to a public high school which really s- saved my life and I had a teacher there Miss Bramlett who um it was was the first teacher that I had and she was a, a special ed t- teacher and she really had high expectations for us we would act up in class and she would yell at us and just it's those high expectations go a long way that advocacy piece goes a long way because I when I left eighth grade going into high school my self-esteem sucked and um, and there were thoughts of suicide and things like that as a little kid and having those small successes in school and in life i started to work in, in in danny's italian he'll know this italians start to work when they're like nine like yeah, <laughs> yeah totally drink, I drink wine at
0: four start working at
2: yeah. nine yeah totally and so like i started to work in my dad's janitorial business when i was like um 10 and then i got a job in doing did daycare, so I was a Mm -hmm. teacher's aide when I was 14, and that job especially, which my aunt gave me, total nepotism, Uh, (laughs) that got me to where I was like, oh, I can do other stuff. I can't, I'm not measured by school. I can have these other successes. And of course, I also saw that, I think, because it's a learning disability, I thought it only impacted me in learning, it doesn't, it impacts you everywhere. It's not like you only stutter at school, you stutter everywhere. And so it was a lesson to me that, um, that I needed to understand these things in order to accept them and to be my own advocate and also to work with your strengths. And so that kind of combination helped me through those times of low self-esteem. And also just to add, I think people who stutter put a lot of pressure on themselves like, okay, I'm accepting my stuttering now, like now, now, and now I can't, I can't not accept myself from this time on. And that's putting so much pressure on ourselves to like be accepting 24-7 and we don't have to be. We can have the days where I'll have my husband order the pepperoni pizza because I'm really tired and I don't want to d- d- deal with it. Um, so there's that kind of stuff too. And I think there's also a question here about a disability, like is stuttering a d- disability, so we should come back to that eventually yeah.
0: too. Okay, would you like to, uh, in your book, actually, actually, would you like to, uh, sorry, I'm saying five different parts of a sentence in different orders. Um, in your book, you mentioned having gone through and what, okay, again, I'm um, doing it again. What I like is how your keynote is fitting so, it's complementing so well with Jalisa's workshop from yesterday regarding being a person who stutters being black. And she also talked about the disability and great conversations about, you know, um, being put into a box, you will forever not be able to go to university or college or anything just because. And in your book, you mentioned having gone through something what you term special led depression, uh, because you were put in that box. Uh, would you like to talk about how that led you how you got through that, you you already touched on about how you got through it and how and how comedy, like that road to being a comedian, getting up on stage, you know, and all that stuff. Because getting on stage is even for fluent people, is a scary thing to do. But here you are, like, hey, I'm gonna tell you all these jokes.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, so around this special ed depression about 10, 15 years, yeah, it's it's about 15 now. uh, I would, the weekends were totally hard because Mm -hmm. I would take a break from work and then I would just sit in my house and like I would just like stay in bed and watch the Dave Chappelle show over and over and over again. (laughs) Like I was just, I didn't, like I didn't have the, motivation to do much and just like there was like this emptiness and sadness and a lot of it is because i had internalized all these ghosts from my past and all these teachers who said that i wouldn't amount to anything all of these um you know all of the thoughts in my head that had built up through the years and they really kind of ate away at me and I couldn't figure out what I was depressed about. I did eventually do some e- e- EMDR, which is a certain kind of the therapy that I, it's so weird, I can't even explain it. But it worked, for this thing. Um, and it's a way to process trauma. And this wasn't big trauma. like there wasn't one incident. This was like it's the everyday kind of trauma where like my third grade teacher questioned if I could cut out a shamrock because it was Catholic school and you had to c- cut out sh- shamrock. <laughs> um, and, um, and and how I internalized that. Um, and you know not not a big thing, but like these things that eat at you every day and those are those kinds of, my, my my, my microaggressions that that you experience as a person who stutters too, um but when you have more identities then more things can happen and so for me going through that um i was very thankful for the, the therapy that i had but then also once once that changed in me i didn't know what to do with it And so once I started to question um, how how that all impacted me, I didn't know what steps to take in my life. Conference um, when I was 35 and I was reflected back because what I saw there was I was with a bunch of women, especially, and I needed to be around women who stutter because I needed to have reflected back to me. I would never want the things that I've accepted in my own life for them. So why am I accepting it for myself? Mm. Came back, um, broke up with my b- boyfriend of 10 years, um, within six months. I mean, some of you, and I know you're on here, you go to a conference and you break up with the person like right then and there, like, uh, like the next day. I'm not that cool. I had to wait six months. Um, and then two months after the breakup, I started doing comedy. And for me, stand up comedy, I, I've been a stand up comedy fan since I was four years old. I had a little stuffed animal pig that I loved when I was a kid. And I named her G- Gilda R- oh. Ratner, oh. and so like just it's always been a big part of my life, and and I love Ma- Martin Short like more. I know he's Canadian. Canadian. So I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to <laughs> pander here, um, but he's awesome.
0: <laughs> You're um, doing a great <laughs> job. Keep
2: thank talking. you. Good. <laughs> and uh and so uh for me that comedy thing i had always loved when i was 11 i started to look into it more that i thought that i wanted to be a comic wrote jokes and researched mics when i was like 16 but when i was about 17 the dream died i never got got up on stage and it was because i didn't think that a person who stutters could be a stand-up comic Mm. And so when I started to make those changes in my life that culminated probably over a six year period, that's when I got, got, got up on stage and I've been doing comedy now, going on my 11th year in March.
0: Wow, what got you to go on stage? That first uh, time or, 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 or that idea, yeah, I could do that.
2: In, okay, well, first of all, I was like, okay, When I was 17 I didn't see anybody else like me doing comedy Mm. is there anybody else out there and there was one guy there was one guy 11 years ago and that was Jody Buller. so thank god for him because I was like okay so I'm not the first one that's cool and I eventually (laughs) met him and did a show with him and he's awesome so check him out uh but uh, I also was like, a, a lot of the stand up comics that I love are like Dave Chappelle and Paul M- Mooney and Wanda Sykes, who use, who I feel they have educated me around race issues, around uh, African American issues through comedy. And I wanted to kind of blend that activism that I had known because I went to g- grad school and I had. Done some advocacy and some activism, but I wanted to blend it with my own voice and the ability to say the F word. And so that was kind of my hope that I would do.
0: The F, the F word is fun to say. We learned that watching the King's speech 10 years ago.
2: (laughs) It helps with fluency. Fluency, I guess. I didn't who 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 knew. knew? It doesn't help on me, but But it Um, is my favorite word to stutter on. So there you go.
0: So fluency, great, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll leave the comedy to you, okay. Um, So great segue through advocacy through art. So there's your art, comedy. There's my art, Frankie Banky Comics. Mark Winski, an actor who stutters on TikTok. Phenomenal work. There are thousands of other, there are lots of other communities too now. You're, you know, you and Jody were the first ones, lots of other stuff, things happening. So yeah, you're, and now we have, now you have, we, you know, let's just face it. It is the world, right? You guys affect the world. So we have an American president. It looks like it, I don't know if it's, a, if it's official, but now we have a prominent figure who, you know, now we know we, he stutters. The first thing I did when I found out that you know yeah it's official or at least American press I went straight to Twitter and I said attention media now that he's president here are and so the CSA the NSA they got together with this stamina to create um help me here Ava what's the word I'm blanking out the editorial guidelines it's how we talk how to how to how to talk about stuttering I said no more overcoming this stuff read this and I tagged ABC News CBS News Fox Global TV, CBC, everybody I could think of in that moment, you know, and I forgot to hat tip to all the staring associations, but I'm like here, <laughs> for the next four years, get it right. So, and Biden to me doesn't just represent, right, uh, King George VI 2.0, he also represents ableism, uh, ageism, because there was all that talk about dementia, People with dementia, neurodiversity, what, what, whatever. Now, now, now I'm venturing into microaggression territory. So, uh, I, to me again, I don't care who, what your political things are, but your thoughts and sorry, I totally ventured out. I wanted to talk about art. I'll leave it to you.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll take like it Five different there.
0: tangents. Yeah. Um, where would now, you like to start with first? There's
2: so much to talk. About. Let's see. I think I think let's first talk about how we talk about stuttering. Yes. And Doug who just mentioned that he's not a fan uh of the overcoming but a fan of the ma- managing which how ironic that when I say mem- mem- Managing stuttering. I stutter a lot on that. I love that. That is how they say that stutters don't have good timing in comedy. But there you go, right there. Oh, true. Um, so, um, but just like Doug, a few times here, has reframed PWS from person who stutters to president who stutters. (laughs) Like that is the kind of stuff that we have to start to reframe and to take pride in. And that is the thing is that people are always like, oh, disability pride, what's that? And, and, and And it's a similar conversation that people have had about LGBTQ pride too. And part of that pride is that stuff comes at us and we are resilient and i think part of what i like about joe biden's story is his resiliency i mean like probably out of all the politicians he has and especially it's a politicians of his age group he's resilient as you know what um because he's experienced death as
0: fluency of
2: his family (laughs) Mm -hmm. over years over years and i think that's a stuttering piece was the start of that resiliency and how like once you kind of learn that journey you can apply it to other things and i think that can be a big strength and i think that we can show that it's that empathy to others and i think that's actually how they took his story because in the past when they had the democratic convention which i doubt you guys saw i know oh come
0: now (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay. all right. <laughs> oh so oh, sorry 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 I just I just to realize yeah you may not watch Canadian television yeah oh it was yeah. on the news all over the place people watching it even I'm on the Stanley. so shout out to Stanley whatsapp group 99% Europeans and they're all watching the debates I'm like wow and they're all Europeans so and they're me. probably
2: better informed than the Americans, I would say. <laughs>
0: so, more in, more uh, informed than our own elections. So, mm-hmm, like, okay, yeah, okay. Like Canadian. But yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. But yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, it was all over. Yeah, like we were watching it. Yeah. Good. we were helping because, our like, drunken I mean, friends. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what are our drunken friends up to now? Yeah, you always <laughs> have to watch us. No, don't two. Do that. Um, What's up? <laughs> um, but i think that like i was so anxious that entire day i worked myself up into a tizzy because i was like are they going to do that whole overcome thing because i hate that overcome thing and i hate it because it makes the rest of us who still stutter look bad like uh, and like i have people after shows who will say well can't you do this or that to stop stuttering i'm like yeah no it doesn't work that way and also i've chosen the journey of acceptance and and to educate and then what they say in place of that is like oh i see so you know since it pays uh, some of your bills then you don't want to stop it's like (laughs) yeah i'm freaking choosing this and so um <laughs> my so stutter made strange. me wealthy <laughs> yeah right like yeah maybe it pays a little bit but not everything and plus comedy gets you into more bills than it solves and so um and so there is that piece of that overcoming and people and that's where the king's speech from a fluent from a fluent point of view was oh he overcame his stutter but all of us who really saw it all of us who actually stutter know that at the end of it he he stuttered on a word and his speech the therapist who wasn't a therapist but i can't think of a better it's his uh, elocution guy uh yeah. he said that well you know you kind of of uh, you 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 kind of stuttered on that one word and king george was like i well they needed to know who who was t- talking which was like 1930s King speech of saying or speak of saying i'm ki- keeping it r- real so like there is that part where people interpret things the way that they want to because that is the framework that they have yeah. and we need to change that framework. And that's why I love looking at the language of how we talk about it. Because I think how we talk about it influences how we think about it. And that's why I really like what the BSA and, and subsequent groups have done is to look yeah. at that and to think about how people can in internalize that.
0: Yeah, there, there, there was something yesterday and my apologies, I think he's in the chat room, John Moore, uh, he said something brilliant yesterday during the open mic. Um, uh, we're, in, we're, it's not stuttering that we're overcoming, it's the fear, it's the fear of setting ourselves up for failure that we're overcoming. Mm -hmm. And I immediately tweeted that sorry, John, meaning (laughs) tweeted, tweeted that, and all that. So uh, going back to the whole artists using art advocacy through art, there are many people that I recognize names, people who have their own creative outlets, various. Um, And in your book, you talked about once you get yourself out there, meaning social media, in your case, it was YouTube, you're going to get the haters. Um, Is there anything any advice you can give? To anyone who may be afraid to, you know, open up about their stuttering, put themselves out there. Here's my artwork or whatever that creative piece is about my stuttering. Because let's face it, social media is nasty at times.
2: <laughs> it is. It is. And I think you know part of the way to connect that art thing with that language part is previously before the internet. I know some of you may not know there was a world before the internet. There was. It was and scary.
0: <laughs> it
2: was scary because there was no DIY. There was no do it yourself. It was, you had to get through these things in order to get your me- 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 message out. So I would have never been able to have a video in the public eye because I would have had to go through different levels of getting an agent and doing this and doing that. Instead, I was able to put my own information out there and build something myself. And that's where we can take back the messaging in our art, whether it is in comics, whether it is in comedy, whether it is on TikTok in creating content there, or it could be absolutely Anything, anything. And I think what we can do is look at our activism and the message that we want and whatever thing we do, we can integrate into that because I'm also a counselor at a community college and I feel that that is a pathway to c- c- civil rights as well and this is why i call call c- stuttering a, a disability because under the ADA here it is covered under that which means two things you can't be discriminated against mm-hmm. and you and you can ask for an accommodation two very important things two very important things that are civil rights civil rights so in the same way that people of different uh, uh, ethnicities and different sexual orientations have fought for their rights. We kind of got some of that too and we were able to capitalize on that and move that ahead for uh, ourselves. And there were sit-ins in San Francisco and in DC in the seventies. And Mm. that's where we gained our Civil rights, and these were people who used respirators and white canes and wheelchairs. Who are really powerful, powerful individuals who I owe a debt of gratitude to, because they're the ones who fought for my rights to be in school, for fought who had fought for my rights to not be discriminated against, and I really feel that art that is centered on not like oh hey i i stutter and here's a funny joke about that about my speech instead i try to look at the jokes and the material that is placing the problem with stuttering in the environment it's not like people just have to wait for what i have to say that's it that's all that's so easy um but apparently it's not um <laughs> and so so putting like instead of pointing the finger at me pointed a put pointing it outwards and it was comics like dick gregory um who i don't know if anybody knows who that is but he was a comic who came out of the 1960s uh, african-american guy brilliant and funny but also did civil rights so i think that we can blend those things um but i also think that you don't have to be marching in order to be an advocate or an activist you can do things in your own way you can think about how you talk about things you can think about who you tweet to to say like oh hey um what you said about this wasn't cool maybe you could do it some other way um and promoting a way of thinking and talking about stuttering that is more empowering than what we've seen.
0: Yeah. Any tidbits? And by tidbits I mean tips. I don't know why I said tidbits, advice on what to do with nasty comments that come in. You share in your book some pretty brilliant stuff that or rather pretty nasty stuff, but really brilliant rebuttals and uh you know, tips that you have given. Cause yeah, cause they could spoil your day. So, uh, yeah, you know, no, like I... you said, like it's up to us to continue what happened in the seventies, right? They needed to continue from Jaleesa's con- the conversation from her uh, workshop about, you know we need to support each other um, no matter what the race background, what whatever that is. So yeah, uh, with these nasty comments, like how would you deal with them?
2: I think for me, I I think everybody needs to develop their own thing. I think one of the things that I always say is the only thing that got me ready for the a holes in academia, because I am my doctorate and I was in academia for a long time and I still am, but not in the same way. um, That the only way that I got ready for the a holes in academia was what was 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 my seven and a half years in Catholic school. Uh, Because like, (laughs) been there, done that, you know, whatever. Um, And then the a-holes in in comedy, like the academics that I had to, like my first day or my first week in grad school, I had someone look at my uh, LD testing and say, you should not be here. You are not. smart enough to be at this school you're gonna waste all of your money you should just quit right now and and i predict you're going to fail by march and i was like whoa, uh, whoa. listen, listen mm-hmm. i went to catholic school this ain't nothing and so <laughs> and so i persisted i Went home and I cried to my mom, um, which was not the first time that's happened, and probably not the first time since either. So um, that if we can know, like you know the haters are out there. We've experienced that. We are resilient enough to take that in or not take that in. And you just have to kind of you know do that Wonder Woman thing with her hands, like choo choo, 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 and just like, <laughs> let it bounce off.
0: <laughs> Reminds me a lot of the quote, uh, David Siler, screenwriter of King's Speech, when he came to speak at the NSA conference, uh, something, something along the lines of, if you live through a childhood of stuttering, you are resilient. No, um, you, can, you can live through anything, you've been tempered by the fire. And exactly. um, yeah, that one, it's so true, it speaks volumes. That one, yeah, we're so much more resilient than we think, and what you experienced in school uh, all those years, well I don't mean all those years ago, sorry. Um, sorry, I still have <laughs> 80s in my head, but I don't so think you old. got your But I don't think you got your doctorate in the 80s. So <laughs> um, no, uh, uh, yeah, Um I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Um,
2: well, you were saying I was old and yeah, then what? Yes. What was
0: the next? Uh, the stuff that you were told by your school, your, your graduate school that actually happened to a bunch of friends of mine now. Uh, where, you know, I'm sorry, but you cannot graduate your masters because you stutter. No, you can't do this job. You got to switch industry. Like I just paid you tuition. I was angry. And, and it's not just one person It happened to multiple friends It still goes on. So it's up to us. And, and,
2: oh, I'm so glad you brought this up because for the SLPs in the room, um, I, I, I have my doctorate in psychology. And I think that in psychology, they teach you like this interaction. It's a one-to-one interaction is the most important one. And the group interaction. No, you, your job is to empower people in every kind of interaction. And I think that we need to systemically move toward empowering people in society, in our communities, in all kinds of ways. And I hope that speech and language professionals and 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 psychotherapists can think about the impact that they can have in the community and by bringing and elevating the voices of people who stutter, especially in those organizations. The speech and language people never want to hire me, so.
0: <laughs> well, let's change that. Let's oh, yeah. <laughs> <the next> <laughs> um, so here's a question that came in uh, from the, through the CSA Facebook group uh actually came from kim block another author another person who stutters that uh, uses her I art for advocacy it. the adventures of the starring superhero children's book series i'm not sure if she's here but uh, do you think the staring community has a culture and if so what are some of the cultural elements my first thought was Ooh, we have a lot of different camps but i want to hear your thoughts uh, or uh, thoughts I, thought I yeah so you are. I
2: I what, what camps do you the the think of when you hear that question?
0: Uh, uh, the acceptance camp. No, it's you shouldn't accept yourself. It's all about fluency, things like that. Yeah, like get rid of your stuttering, celebrate your stuttering, that kind of stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you know, just like, I mean, you want to talk about politics? I mean, come on, like um something that has happened in my family. You know i have a brother who burns his mask online and and said my body my choice oh, boy. and then you got me who's <laughs> making, stuttering masks and like and there's just a lot of political tension and my parents who are mi- middle of the road they get with their conservative family and they're like oh my god you guys are such a liberal bunch and then they get with like the liberal friends and they're like oh god you guys are you know so right-winged and they're like no we're we're we neither of those and so there is this tension at least in america and i think it's go- going around everywhere that there is a polarization that you have to be in these camps and we can't find places to join to 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 to, to to to, together and i think it's important for us to recognize that people are in the place that they're in and with their stuttering journey i mean i would love for people to embrace it and to accept it and to tell everybody to f off who interrupt them or tell them that they can't but that's not realistic and also some people may not be in the privileged position to do that that is a very privileged thing to say oh you know what i'm in the middle of talking right now and you're just gonna have to wait for what i have to say and i've seen people to 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 do that and it's totally empowering to me but it might be frightening for some and so i think we have to let people be where they are but i also think that we have to recognize when we're being sold s- 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 snake oil mm. and um and there's so many fluency cures i'm not gonna i'm not gonna name any names <laughs> too many names to mention
0: but you all know all those people
2: speaking of one, we who recently, know which
0: one yeah you
2: you guys know which one you all know um <laughs> so, <laughs> five grand or something five grand and you're fluent who knew
0: yeah i know in um, three days
2: oh my god um and so you know and i think that's where we need to make room for everybody but i also know that that's really hard and i also think there's been a way that we've moved as a world at at least this is what i've seen on some of the stuttering forums that there's such an emphasis on the cure and on fluency and i would just like there to be different ways to express ourselves as people who stutter and not have such a stringent way to look at
0: that yeah yeah well there's 10 minutes left so i ran out of questions uh so over to you uh, viewers or listeners viewers yeah sorry i'm in podcast mode um do you have any questions Now, we
2: it- have a question from justin please okay. feel free to unmute
3: hi um so i was just wondering so you uh, mentioned earlier that you're not a fan of overcoming uh but i was wondering um when you're on stage and uh, you've re- rehearsed your bit a lot uh do you find that you stutter less
2: you you kind of know what is new and what's old right. <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> because of exactly that and like and like this is the only place that i can truly like to to talk about that and and i've had people come up to me who are comics say like oh wow you you have really good confidence now because i heard you stuttering less as if like you know as if that's the reason and i'm like no this is just really old stuff that i'm doing at, at the moment so you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but also some of the stuff where you know for me there are certain word patterns that I put together and if I do the words in that exact same way, I don't care how often I say that sentence, I'm going to stutter on it and sometimes I just keep those in if it still works with the timing cuz I like the pe- pattern of the word right. or uh, of the words
3: thank you yeah mm-hmm. uh, thank you. anita
0: in the chat is mentioning overcoming is more than being fluent i believe she wrote now but i'm assuming you meant more <laughs> than being fluent and that brought to mind there's a lot of um Ambiguity in all the stuttering terms. Acceptance can, you know, it can be interpreted many different ways. Overcoming can be interpreted many different ways. I think that's one, yeah, going back to your point about language, you know, it really brought that up. uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, what, what is it that we're overcoming. And Mm -hmm. when someone says that, when my book came out, like somebody A a newspaper wrote the title re like what was it stutter in recovery writes book and i was like oh my god that's so not accurate
0: you're in your hospital bed you have bandages and yeah
2: (laughs) well and also like the only reason why we would even want to read a book from a person who stutters is that they don't have it anymore Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah and so and i think you know take in and, and you know like as a comic th- what is nice is because i heard someone say like what are the prompts to do comics with in the, in your session and like as a person who stutters you just live your life and stuff will come up like the material just mm. re- writes itself and that newspaper p- paper our, our article was perfect <laughs> thank you. Um, n- 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 thanks, we have a quick question from Gareth. Feel free to unmute.
0: Hi, um, th- thank you s- s- so uh, much uh, for your. Uh, Talk. Um, I was uh, wondering um, when you're on uh, stage, um, does your anxiety levels improve over time or do you still get anxious as you did that first time? Or, yeah, like, is it now less?
2: That's, I'm so glad you asked that. Uh, Like, a lot of times before I go on stage, especially when I'm at a comedy club all those ghosts come rushing back saying why are you doing this you're not a real comic you you shouldn't be doing this it's that whole imposter syndrome totally there then i see the person who's going in front of me and they suck and then i'm like oh wait i'm better than they are so i guess i'm okay um so there's that piece uh, but then there's also like I, I have a friend who is doing comedy for the first time and she just started this past month and what i told her is for the first four or five years you have no metacognition when you're on stage like you're just running and you're just just trying to remember your lines you're just trying to do that and like in my seventh year i was like oh i can now look down on myself and look at this process and think while i do comedy and it took me so long to get there so the anxiety is is and you know a lot of comics say that the nerves and the anxiety has to happen for you to get that up. And if you don't have that, then maybe you shouldn't even be do- doing it. And that's also where the buzz c- comes from because one of the best parts is you get that buzz afterwards. And that's really amazing. Thank you. Um, does anyone have any other questions. Um, we have lots of comments that relate to the things that have been shared so far yeah thank you for all of those
0: going once going twice
2: lucas i think Uh, lucas has a question
3: hi nina how you doing
2: good how are you
3: okay thank you i can appreciate um how you mentioned uh, when you get up on stage, it's almost like you feel like you're sort of like an imposter, like because of, I have a stutter and I'm on stage and I'm in a role that a lot of a lot of uh, comics in the industry are basically are non-stutters and they're fluent speakers, ultimately. And I can appreciate and understand that as a teacher, when you stand up in front of your students it's like an audience and it's a good audience and it's a form of of a therapy myself and when you stand up in front of your students and i've been doing this now for um i started in 05 which is uh, 15 years as a teacher and even still after all these years as a teacher i go stand up in front of all my kids and all the kids know and i'm open about i'm open about stuttering they know he stutters, it's great. I'm one of their favorite teachers, blah, blah, blah. And that's wonderful. Inside, every so often I still have these emotions. Like, I'm um, I'm a teacher. Like it's like I'm like I feel like a little sense of insecurity as a teacher because everyone in my school is a non-stutter. Everyone is a, and all my teacher friends are non-stutters. I'm the only one in the circle, in the bubble. I'm the only one in the bubble, you know uh, who has a stutter and it's interesting how after all the years on stage in front of an audience in front of, in front of your kids in an environment which is like, even still like I find myself a little bit. You know. Uneasy like how uh, the notion that yeah no no i'm a teacher i'm i've earned the position, you know I made it through and I did all this stuff I went through hoops and it was interesting how all your life. In my life, elementary school high school university um they would ask what do you want to be when you grow up you know and, and I thought of other things an athlete an, um ultrasonographer like I'm a science guy right x-ray and I, in the back of my mind I'm like maybe a teacher But all along I'm like there's no way because I stutter and even having actual members of your family I'm not sure if you've ever had any of this like any Members of your family actually say, a teacher, you stutter. Are you sure? You know, it's that, well, once you put a limitation on me, I'm going to prove you're wrong. <laughs> you're not going to prove you're wrong. And it was the element uh, of uh, perseverance, I guess you could say that. which was my motivation. I have the personality on how to be a teacher. Like I knew I had the personality. I knew I had those elements of like how to be a teacher. And I thought to myself, you know what, let's see what happens. And even still after, and I made it, and I'm a teacher. And after all of the hard work and all the perseverance and all the motivational speeches and and also having years of, of uh, speech therapy has helped with my mindset. And even still, Still have those moments when you're up in front of an audience, maybe, and I feel like okay, I'm not really feeling the energy today. You know, I'm not a real educator. You know, I'm a teacher, except I'm really not one. No, yes, you are, right? And then Friday morning hits, and it's a Friday, and you feel like you're a teacher because of, you know, it's just an easier teacher
2: in the world.
3: That's yeah. right. You know, and you have to talk yourself into sometimes actually saying, "I can do this." And even after all these years' experience, like yourself, years' experience. I can't, I don't know how you feel every time you get up on stage. I'll have days where it's, maybe I should have thought of another job, but then there's other days I'm like, you know what I got through a day. I got through it. I stuttered through my days and then, and everyone has their patience, they have understanding they're great, like an audience. And I look at them in the eyes and I do my best every day. And that's all at the end of the day, that's what matters. And I can appreciate how you mentioned, how you feel like not like one of the rest, when you're up on stage and I do that once in a while. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate how you said said that little line and it really resonated with me. So thank you for that.
2: Yeah, and I think you know it's so important to, I think sometimes we're like, we have to be perfect. No, our thought patterns are imperfect. And if we can just kind of watch it go by, it's like, oh yeah, that's that imposter syndrome guy that lives in my head. We're just gonna put him up on the shelf and deal with him after all of this. Like on your way home from work, that's when you can deal with the imposter syndrome guy. But if you let him get into your head at that point, that's when you're gonna be, that. that's when it's gonna th- throw you off. So if you can just put it in into a bubble and pop that bu- bubble afterwards, it, it it can help a lot.
3: Absolutely, and if I could just add a little more, I'm not sure if anybody else yeah. is woman to ask something. I can understand I love um, um, being honest about it. Like I'm, I'm open with it. I'm your teacher. I stutter, and and here's what it looks like, sounds like. Here's what it feels like, and they know that's great. I'm, I've accepted um, openly stuttering, and that's wonderful. Uh, but there's also that little half of me that's always like, I value fluency still, you know. And the problem I think we all have is that. Um, We value fluency when, why should we value something that's never there when we need it most? Yeah.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's like, if
3: we value value something that is like, I can order a pizza fine. Like I said, I'll do that stuff. Like I'll order my food, I'll do what I gotta do. I'll order at the counter, order in a restaurant. It's good, I'm happy that I can order what I want, except when you really need your speech. If you're gonna make a speech at a wedding, or at a formal event, and the, okay, like you're on, this is you. Uh, it's hard. It's, like, um, when you put value into fluency, uh, that's a lot of pressure on you. And, and again, I've learned that it's like a fickle friend. And I was like why would you value something that's not there when you need it the most? And that's our fluency. And that's the inner on uh, a mind or the voice that says, you know, you're going to stutter. Yeah. So what? Uh, <laughs> that's the point. That's good uh i've also learned a little bit that um um pressure is a privilege and that's how i think about every time i step in front of my students i'm lucky that i have a responsibility of that nature where i'm educating our youth and i'm the guy they chose mm-hmm. i'm who they hired from that interview process you know, there's a lot of pressure on you now or in my mind, like I'm the one they want, I'm the guy they hired, so I'm. it's a privilege having having uh, uh, pressure on you. And that's how I reverse my thinking because if this was a few years back, I stutter, I suck, my God, I can't talk, help. Now, it's like therapy standing up in front of your kids or in front of an audience. It's like, this is like therapy, this is good. <laughs> having a bunch of people, you know, hearing you talk, hearing how, how other people stutter, it's like therapy for me and I really appreciate it. And every session that I've attended here online is really beneficial for so many reasons. And I thank you all, basically everyone in the audience who's out there, uh, hearing you talk, it's like therapy, anyway.
2: Thank you so much, Lucas, for sharing your insight That was very powerful. Okay, I'm just gonna make sure we wrap up on time. Um, Brent, you can have like a quick moment to ask your question, and then we'll have Ava wrap up our session.
3: Sure thing. Um, Thanks so much uh, for such a great session um, so far. Um, Nina, I I think it's amazing that you are a person that stutters and and do uh, stand up comedy. I think like that's just a really cool combination. Um, So um, thanks for doing that um my very quick question for you is um when you're up on stage um do you like feel like you have some nights where your fluency is like super smooth and then um do you have like the next night that like um um uh you feel like you're fighting it the next night kind of thing like is there like kind of like an up and down kind of thing or
2: It makes no sense at all, Brent, it makes no sense at all. Um, There could be times where I am just fluent all day long. I step on stage and I'm fluent and vice versa. There are some days when the sound system has so much feedback that it turns into the listening device thing. And so I'm totally fluent because I have like a speech easy in my ear and none of my stuttering jokes work. And I have to I have to make sure that I get right to my non-stuttering jokes. So yeah, it's, it is, stuttering is a totally weird thing and comedy is a totally weird thing and you blend those together and it's just, you never know what you're go- going to get, which is also kind of fun and exciting and that's when you get buzzed too. So, thank you so much for the question, Brent. And to close it off, we have Ava who's going to make
1: some final comments. Yes, I just, I actually just want to thank both of you. You're obviously no imposters. <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of the csa board of directors and the conference planning committee uh, i have to just say wow and double wow (laughs) thank you both so much for you know such an inspirational entertaining engaging thought-provoking keynote um you have exceeded our expectations and we are honored to have had the opportunity to showcase you at our csa conference so thank you and virtual hugs to you both
0: and that was my q a with nina g comedian nina g comedian.com is a website to learn everything about her and about her book and etc. etc. so i hope you enjoyed our conversation i know i did i had a great time at chatting with her she's always a, a lot of fun to with so thank you nina thank you csa for the opportunity for me to uh host and or do the or interview or whatever the term is again an infamous pandemic brain <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by the stuttering school book a guide to Stuttering in a fast talking world available at stutteringschool.com. It has my comics featuring frankie banky and a lot of humor and all of my tips and tricks on how to Step out of your comfort zone, desensitize yourself to all the fears that you may have about stuttering openly and reap the benefits that you want. So stutteringschool.com. Uh, there's also a shop where you can buy uh, st- uh, Stuttering Awareness merchandise featuring Frankie Banky. Speaking of Frankie Banky, check out frankybanky.com. There's also a podcast, yep, all of the comics uh, that I drew about Frankie Banky over there meant for spreading awareness outside of the stuttering community so go check it out and check out the frankie banky podcast just you know do a search wherever you get your podcast and it should be there and i hope that you enjoy it it's basically me uh, reading my comics <laughs> uh and until then may your stirring always be with confidence and i hope to hear from you actually let me first say again infamous pandemic brain um uh, use the voice memo app on your phone to record your thoughts on you know what what, what me and Nina discussed on this episode and we'll say well up to four minutes email to at gmail.com and and I'll play it on the next episode of this podcast Now mayor May our, com- may our starring always be with confidence <laughs> ciao